Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. Ed, welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson and Steve Jordahl joins us for the final segment of this program. Welcome, Steve. Good morning, and I'm missing Colorado. You're, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> a little bit. Although, although not many places have escaped this heat wave. That's what yeah, you're talking in about, fact, right? I should probably look. Let me tell you what it is in Colorado Springs right now. Because I, I was looking this morning, and it looks like the whole country is going to have uh, temperatures that are far above normal. Well, Colorado Springs, it is 85 degrees in Colorado Springs. But if oh, I go to poor people, I know if I go to where I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, 59 degrees, mostly sunny right now. 59 you degrees. Betcha. That's a that's on the coast, man. That's uh, so I don't miss Colorado. I miss California. I just changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and before you know it, you miss I miss Madagascar. I do that too. Yes, but uh, I don't even know what it is. I'll look it up there. But. Well, I, I have. Uh, I've I've started to realize I'm hard to please because when it was real cold this winter, for the first time I've mentioned this on the air for the first time in my life I said told my wife I'm tired of this cold I am actually looking forward to summer in Mississippi I said I know I know I've never said that before and now I recant <laughs> okay. I, I I am missing winter. It's 60 degrees in Tananarive, Madagascar, the capital of that island nation. But yeah. a couple of things to remember. It's uh, 7 o'clock at night, okay, and it's May, and it's just getting into fall. Winter's almost there. Oh, the Southern okay. Hemisphere, so it's all reversed. Okay. So things are... Yes, I miss plus Madagascar. Plus they speak today. French, right? And <laughs> plus they speak French, which <laughs> you can say hot in French just like you say it in English, I suppose. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the news, Steve. Let's do that. Hey, the New York Times decided to do an interview, and they t- t- listed and got a hold of 50 top Democrats and said, what are you thinking about 2024? Almost to a person, the Democrat officials say, you know what? We think maybe Joe Biden should not run for re-election. We don't think he's going to do well against the Republicans, which they expect to kind of clean their clocks here in, in November. And then... Uh, then their policies, uh, if they have control of the Congress, of course, all these January 6th hearings are going to go away. You might have some other hearings in place like on Hunter Biden. Who knows? Right. Uh, but it doesn't look good for the Democrats. So they're now saying, well, I'm not sure. One of those, I don't know if this was part of the interview that the, Demo- the, the New York Times did, but I want you to hear what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has to say about whether she wants Joe Biden to run. You're going to hear that, and then you're going to hear Newt Gingrich kind of comment on what that means. Listen to cut four. President Biden, he is saying he's going to run again in 2024. Will you support him? First of all, I'm focused on winning this majority right now. That's not a yes. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we should endorse when we get to it. Um, You know, should he run again? I think that I, you know, I think it's, it's, we'll take a look at it. (laughs) I think there are left-wing Democrats who are genuinely unhappy uh, that he's not more liberal. And then there are normal Democrats who are just terrified that the election result's going to be so bad this fall that it's going to uh, decimate their party. 87% of the country wants to return to an America that works. You can afford to buy gasoline. You can, you know, find infant formula. You can have a border that's controlled. You can walk a street without worrying about carjackings or murders or robberies or rapes. None of the policies he's following are going to create an America that works. 
Oops. So so now the 50 <laughs> top Democrats, were they on the record, names and all? Um, or, or was this kind of like um, – uh, on background yeah, anonymous I, sources, they didn't. They didn't do a, a, a roll call, if that's what you want to know. Well, I just, but I just they, wanted, did, they did list some. They did. Yeah, Sheila Huggins and a member of the DNC from Durham, North Carolina, is more critical of the president. So some of them they did. I, you know, okay, I, that's interesting. Yeah, that they would that someone I mean, would go on the record. Really? That. How how out on a limb is it to say that? <laughs> I mean, maybe Joe Biden would be the best candidate. Fred, I I, I go on. I, I for a while have been thinking, like a lot of people, that if the midterm election is a catastrophe, a political catastrophe for the Democrats, that Joe Biden might quote unquote step down for health reasons before twenty twenty four. Um. Uh, now I'm starting to wonder if that whatever happened okay i'm now thinking i'll explain why i'm now thinking he will stay in office until 2024 but won't run for re-election here's why i wonder if he would be pressured to step down by top democratic leaders He's behind being behind well behind the scenes kind of thing and here's why because if president biden steps down for again quote unquote health reasons okay that puts kamala harris as president, and she would be a terrible candidate in 2024, but I don't think any Democrats would primary her because she would be the first black woman president ever. Yeah. Who's going to want to be the Democrat that primaries her for 2024 and is going to be accused of being racist? I, I, don't, I do not know where the Democrats go from here. None of their options seems to be very viable, and they're in real trouble. I think AOC is just the the most outspoken person, but perhaps is uh, kind of the sentiment behind the scenes for virtually all top Democrats. Joe Biden's a disaster. They don't want him running for re-election. At least that we can probably all agree on. The Democrats really don't have anything going for them right now. Uh, AOC represents the far left. Basically, they don't think Biden has gone far enough. Right. All right? Yes. So you got a group of Democrats saying, uh, you know, he, he's just do, not doing enough for climate change, our agenda, et cetera, et cetera. He should be moving us fully into socialism where the government pays for everybody's education, right. et cetera, et cetera. And then you have the the Democrats who say, I agree with what Biden is doing. He's just a terrible salesman. Right. Uh, that he should be winning the country over uh, with arguments like, oh, these high gasoline prices, they're really good for us. Yeah. And that it will lead us to uh, a, a, a climate change agenda that gives us electric cars, et cetera, et cetera. The problem with all of this is reality. The, the, the country cannot go without fossil fuel. It just, it just can't. Right. I mean, you're, you're not going to see airplanes driven by wind-driven propellers. Right. I, I, you're, you're not going to see this. You need fossil fuels to run this country. Right. You ac actually, you need fossil fuels to run the little uh, electric charging stations for your electric car. Yes, I mean, that's and, and for and for uh, heating your home and cooling your home. I mean, we're already talking about the possibility. Probably the probability of rolling blackouts 
throughout Texas, California, other parts of the country this summer, especially as we hit this unseasonably uh, level of high temperatures. Yes. You're talking about rolling blackouts. We, we need to be thinking in terms of more fossil fuels, maybe throwing in a couple of nuclear power plants to help with the energy needs of this country. And instead, we are looking at pain. Yes. I'm going back to Rocky Three and Mr. T. <laughs> Wait, what is your prediction for the fight? Pain. Yes. That's what it looks like is coming for America, and that's going to that's going to be devastating for Democrats well, at the ballot we're living, box. We're reliving Jimmy Carter, 1979-1980. Right. That's where we are. And, you're, you know, Joe Biden's not going to be able to turn this thing around by November. Come on. No. Uh, that is not going to happen. Uh, in fact, the projections, and this is not just conservative projections, but projections from the experts, we're likely going to see higher gas prices, uh, even go higher beyond what it is right now. That means grocery prices are going to stay the same. Or go up. Or go up. We're finding a little bit more about the baby formula situation. They shut down that plant in Illinois. Uh, or is it, is it Illinois or Michigan? Or Michigan, pardon yeah. me. They, which supplied, what, 40% of the uh, formula for, for the country. Was it Abbott? Is that the name of the company? Yes. Yes. They shut that thing down, and they let it sit for three months. Because of COVID, they wouldn't send people in to, in, to uh, look it over. A baby for, for three months, we're not going to go in. Listen, cover yourself with masks and everything else, but yeah. go in and find out. And it turns out it wasn't a production line problem. Right. It was somewhere else in the plant, but they allowed this to happen. Like I said, is there anything that Joe Biden is doing well? Just right. step back from your Republican or whatever. Is there anything that Joe Biden is doing well? Joe Biden goes out there and says, we have the most robust, robust economic recovery in history. We found out that was a lie, too. That's That's been checked. Fact checkers were doing it on the weekend. Right. It's yeah. not true. There is nothing this man is doing that is good. Uh, first of all, I'm going to have to ask you to find another word other than blackout and brownout, you racist you. Um, <laughs> secondly, um, the, the solutions that the left is coming up with, um, with regard to uh, like electric vehicles and everything, not helping. Uh, I just ran across an article. I brought this up in, in the meeting this morning. So first of all, we know that every time you charge your electric vehicle, you're actually drawing on the power grid, which draws on coal for the most part in the United right. States or something. So you're not really getting away from fossil fuels. But the average typical battery in an electric vehicle weighs 1,000 pounds, a half a ton for the average battery. And do you know they have to dig up half a million pounds of the Earth's um, dirt crust to get the minerals they need for that. So I, did, I didn't know that until you brought it up in our story meeting. That is like they need they need lithium, they need cobalt, they need nickel, they need copper, um, and and it just it just they have to just tear through the earth to get and, those and, minerals. And, and the machines that are doing all this work to dig it up, diesel, they run on <laughs> diesel. You know, I just. Like I say, the American people are bright, they're intelligent, and that is why the Joe Biden is seeing the numbers that he's seeing. They're just, America is not buying it, Joe. Each well, mine usually consists of 39 to 40 797 Caterpillar trucks. Each truck uses around half a million gallons of diesel a year. Okay, now what was the total number of ore that they have to mine 
to get all these uh, minerals for you, battery of dirt of raw dirt. Yeah, you well, well, half whatever. a million pounds of the earth. Half a million pounds. Yeah, they have to they they have to dig up two hundred fifty thousand pounds of brine to get the lithium. Thirty thousand pounds of ore for cobalt. Five thousand pounds of ore for nickel. Twenty five thousand pounds of ore for copper. Copper. Wow. What? what? Uh, th- you know, th- that's fascinating to me. I'm going to investigate this further because I want to know what they do with the rest of that stuff when they... The dirt? Yeah, when they mine it all out. Do they ever, ship it back? No, you ever been to, uh, to uh, like, your local uh, Lowe's to get your potting soil? It's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's got to go somewhere, or this is going to be one flat country eventually. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so that that is, that is a very interesting uh, uh, take on what it... What it costs the environment, yeah, to go electric vehicles, and I did not know a thousand pounds for, for one the battery. battery. Yeah, well, that's so you don't you don't just go on down to a Manny Mo and Jack no. and get a new battery and no. replace it. So no, I was watching uh, one of the car shows on uh, YouTube the other day. It's one of those things where they drive a a new car, and they were testing the. I guess there's a there's a Tesla. Uh, Model 3 Plaid, which is the top of their line. I don't know why they call Plaid, P-L-A-I-D, why they call it their what they have, but it's a performance car. Yeah. And it was, they said it's like 8,000 pounds worth of car. It's really, really heavy. And it doesn't have enough brakes. <laughs> they <Ooh. said. laughs> Wow. So, Eight yeah. Thousand, that's a four-ton car. Yeah. It's massive. Of course, it can get from uh, zero to 60 in like, 1.5 or you know 2. Point, two, 2 seconds or something like that. So. Well, my first car was a uh, Subaru hatchback and it went 0 to 60 in about a week. So that it was it was not quite a, I had a friend who said I had a sewing machine for an engine. So that was gas that was gas powered. So anyway. All right. Let's All go. right. Um yeah, the Tesla I, I just looking it up here the Tesla Model X uh is uh, 5300 pounds, sorry. Okay. All right, hey, um, let's talk about uh, the the way that our country is uh, going into a, a moral abyss. Yeah, let's do that, Steve. I'm going to play you? the part of Tim right now. Will you? Thanks a lot for that, Steve. Okay. You got it. Talk about it. Well, uh, New York, we find out, is... You know, have you seen the videos that they're playing of these uh, parents that are bringing their kids to these drag shows? Yes, I mean, it is some of the things that they do at these shows are are I, is gross and and the one I saw, the kids were encouraged. Now this is this is I, I know, folks. Just hang on here. You may want to send your kids out of the room. I don't know, but the one I saw was it may have been in uh, it may have been in Texas, but they the uh, drag queen was it was almost like. A strip show. Yeah. Okay. And the kids were encouraged to hand them money. Yeah. Which is what they do at I've heard <laughs> at strip at strip right. clubs. <laughs> so yeah, good authority. So, so yeah, <laughs> go ahead. What's so? Well, not only that, they they uh, I, there's now videos of the parents taking their kids to drag uh, like pride events, and those are just debaucheries. Well, New York City has shelled out two hundred thousand dollars of taxpayer dollars. To bring some of these drag people to public schools, so the so taxpayer money, taxpayer money, paying for drag 
to nonprofits that are like the drag queen story hour type yes. people that are bringing these people to, to to into the classroom to to little kids. Florida, on the other hand, is deciding that they're going to investigate parents who bring their children to these things for child abuse. Yeah, see, I I, I kind of have a problem with that. I I I understand where Florida's coming from. I'm always skittish on opening the door to the government investigating parents on these kinds of issues. I, folks, please don't send me hateful emails. I just don't trust the government, and and that's what I'm saying. Fred, I, I feel free to disagree. You guys may both disagree. Um, I, 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 Steve's right. This is from the pit of you know where, uh, corrupting these children. Would you say Compton? Compton. The pit of Compton. <laughs> pit of Compton. Uh, this is corrupting these children and these and these parents and these schools and the governments. Like in New York, in in New York, in New York City, they're going to answer to God for what they're doing. How do you feel about investigating parents, though? Um, I would agree. And the word of caution really goes back to 9/11. We gave the government extraordinary power in 9/11. And I remember some of the lawyers that we had on staff here at American Family Association. uh, Some of the powers we gave the government, I remember them saying, uh, "Better be careful." Right. Right now, it seems like the prudent thing to do is to go after and look at people's bank accounts and go into their personal business and all of this sort of so thing. So we can catch terrorists. So we can catch terrorists. Unfortunately, uh, such is the case here, that uh, you open the door to the government saying, what's next? Uh, change the government in Florida to a left-wing government that says, okay, we got this law on the book now. Uh, on the books that we can investigate parents as to where they take their kids. Yes. Oh, you're taking them to this church, this Sunday school, uh, that teaches that homosexuality is a sin. Right. We think that's hatred. So we're going to take your kids away from you. So Valid. See, if I was in Florida, if I was the, the governor, and I have great deal of respect for Governor DeSantis, I would just say to the school, if you bring these characters into this school, we're cutting off your funding. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what we're going to do to you. Right. We're going to public school. We're cutting off your funding. It's plain and simple as that. And we're going to tell all the parents yeah. what you guys are doing. And we're going to find out what teachers invited these people in. Right. The it's, principal of the school, what, uh, who invited them in there. It's New York that's taking them to the schools. In Florida, it's parents that are taking them to these nonprofits. Yes. And clubs and, and yeah, some of these are, are in public libraries. Right. Yes. And cut those funds off too, though. Yeah. Yes. You, you can. Uh, the, the problem is there's, there have been uh, uh, instances in which Christians were not allowed into the public library to show a particular film or whatever. So to me, I'm, I'm, I, I, I hesitate to, to kind of side against Florida on this one. But like you said, Fred, I, I, I just don't trust government. And most of these things are a double-edged sword. So I always try to think, what happens if the role is reversed? Ultimately, parents are responsible for what their kids learn. And if their parents are in favor of taking their kids to drag to drag queen story hour, that's on them. Yep. And they're going to have to answer to God for it. Yep. And for some from these parents, they don't care. They don't care anything about yeah. God, but they will one day. Yeah.
That's for sure. All right. All right. Um, You may have heard that the Republicans and Democrats got together and found some bill that they wanted to pass for bipartisan gun control. We could talk about what's in and what's not in that if you want. But I wanted to play for you where we might be going. I want you to hear from Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau about the gun culture in Canada. So I'm going to play this and then I'm going to we're going to ask, uh, you know, Fred to defend his country. Cut 10. (laughs) We have a a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there are lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and and, and law-abiding, but you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. Take it to the range. uh, No problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style, you know, right-to-carry, self-defense arguments filtering up through through the, uh, you know, the, the usual more right-wing communications channels. Fred, why do you personally hate the Second Amendment? <laughs> <laughs> uh, those of uh, the listeners who know me would know <laughs> that I would never defend uh, Justin Trudeau. He's as every bit as left, even more left than his daddy, Pierre Elliott, uh, whose regime I lived through. So that, that is a, the philosophy of the capital L liberal government in Canada. Uh, Notice what he said there, that uh, we wouldn't sell a gun to somebody who said they wanted to defend themselves. Right. That's pretty scary. But what's even more scary is, uh, I'm not sure if he was being interviewed by an American media outlet, but there are a lot of Americans who like Justin Trudeau, who like the idea that, that, uh, you know, people shouldn't uh, be buying guns for self-defense. There's an attack against the Second Amendment here. Uh, this plan that this bipartisan group came up with this weekend, uh, and, and you ought to be concerned about it. There were some fairly John Cornyn, I believe, was yes. part of part of the one of the Republicans that was was part of this. Be careful uh, because uh, they're okaying red flag issues on this. We've warned about this before. You need to understand. It isn't just about. Uh, a, a person who is diagnosed with mental problems not getting a gun. Right. No, it's about a neighbor. It's about a relative who says, you know, Uncle George really isn't himself these days. And I don't think he should have a gun. I don't. He has guns in his house. I think somebody should take them away. What red flag is, you can go to a judge. George doesn't know. Uncle George doesn't know you're doing this. And is not allowed to defend himself. And is not allowed to defend himself. You get the judge to agree for the cops to go to the house and confiscate those guns. And then we'll have a look at uh, Uncle George and we'll maybe do some mental tests on him and that sort of thing. If it's proven that he's okay, then maybe we'll give the guns back to him. Right. This is very, very dangerous. And, and, and the... One of the major problems, and there's a lot of problems with this, is it you are you are losing your constitutional right. Then you have to give valid reasons why you should have that constitutional right, and yes. then the government can say yes or no. Yes, that is completely backward to the way the founders established the Bill of Rights and the purposes of them. The purpose of the Bill of Rights is to restrict government to preserve your rights and disallow the government from taking them away.
Yes. And I agree. I, I think this is a backdoor way to try to encroach on chip away at the Second Amendment. And so, uh, folks, pay attention. I yes. haven't seen the details of this bill. They bear uh, watching. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for this edition of Today's Issues. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.